Tonight's episode is covering a wide variety of topics relating to young women exiting out of college. We're talking about serving this market, hiring and mentoring them. Lauren Berger, founder of Intern Queen, is our guest. She has a new book coming out that speaks to women in their early 20s. Stay tuned to find out more about navigating the workplace. Use the hashtag YFE chat and of course check in on the chat on YFELive.com. everyone, welcome to another YFE Chat Live. It's episode 106, the live show that happens every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm your host, Jennifer Dono. You can tweet me at Jennifer Dono. Of course, use the hashtag YFE Chat. And like I said, check in on the chat on YFELive.com. So tonight's show, episode 106, is brought to you by Ovalai TV. Ovalai believes in building community through shared experiences. We produce professional live webcasts that bring tribes together. And by MailChimp. MailChimp is the best way to design and share email newsletters, you can get started today at MailChimp.com for free. So uh, along with that, make sure that you sign up for our mailing list at yfe.me forward slash mailed it. That is the best way to stay in the loop with everything young female entrepreneurs, uh, upcoming shows, any fun meetups that we have. You can sign up for different cities around the U.S. And um, the city coordinators will email you with details. So a couple things before we bring our guest Lauren in um, on is that we have the Daily Action Calendar going on at dailyactioncalendar.com. There is now a, a membership type of a deal for the Daily Action Calendar, but we also have that free option where you can get the daily actions to stay motivated and keep moving forward towards your goals as far as entrepreneurship goes. And then also we have the book club. If you are a member, you'll note that <laughs> I'm having a hard time breathing. Let me catch up. Um, you'll note that uh, June, it's been postponed till June. So we're going to hold tight. We have almost 700 members now. And we're going to do uh, a big uh, reshuffle and rejuvenation kind of a thing and get a book club going over the summer. So um, definitely still join. It's over at yfe.me forward slash bootstrap books. And uh, we'll still put up discussion questions. And if you're a bootstrapper, it's a great place to get motivation and find out more resources, what books you should be reading, what articles are out there, that type of a thing. So anyway, uh, let's go ahead and talk about our guest, Lauren. So Lauren, um, I was just talking to Stacy, the co-host, before uh, we got started, that we actually had her on YFE Chat Live a couple years ago. And at that time, she's the author of, and actually, let me go ahead and read you her bio. Lauren Berger is arguably the nation's most in-demand career and internship expert. She is the CEO and founder of the top internship website, internqueen.com, as well as laurenbergerinc.com. Her first book, All Work, No Pay, is a National campus bestseller. Burger has been featured on Today, Fox and Friends, Marie, the Hallmark Channel, and other media outlets. She has also appeared in the New York Times and Seventeen. So this woman is all over the place. And since we had her on two years ago, she's obviously made some huge leaps and bounds in her business. So Lauren, I'm so excited to talk to you. Get caught up on everything Lauren Burger Inc. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about, first of all, what internqueen.com is and, and your role there. 
Sure. So internqueen.com is a website that I founded in 2009. Um, I noticed uh, when I was in college, I noticed a lack of internship resources for young people. There was Monster and there was Career Builder, but there was nothing that felt intimate or personal that I could go to as a college student to get advice about internships. And there also wasn't a place for me to find internships that I wanted to apply for. So I graduated uh, school. I moved from Florida to Los Angeles. I got my first job. And um, a few years into that first job, I realized I had to start this business. I had like true entrepreneur syndrome. (laughs) I could not stop thinking about my business and I had to get it started. Well, and I think it's, I I wanna say uh, before we get started, I've actually used Intern Queen. I paid for it, I got an intern from it and it is a completely different service than if you were to go onto Craigslist or if you were to use any other type of a thing. You've cultivated a community of women that are top-notch, like really go-getter ambitious type of women and you've done this not only through this community-based website but I mean talk to us a little bit about how I mean apart from that you have these uh, college campus hubs Um, so tell us a little bit more about how you've cultivated that community. Sure. We have our network of intern queen campus ambassadors around the country. So I would say about three and a half years ago, we noticed that there were a lot of girls that were coming to us and guys, and they were saying, hey, we love your site and we might not need an internship with you this summer, but we'd really like to help spread the word about your brand. So that sort of ignited the fire behind the Intern Queen Campus Ambassador Program. So today we have about 150 students all over the United States. We have a college program, a high school program, and an alumni program for our girls that have actually, you know, already graduated from college. And it's brought us, it's brought us even uh, closer to our audience, which is great. And um, with everything that's going on now, with the new book, with the new website, laurenbergerinc.com, we're able to continue to extend the brand and also increase the uh, the lifeline of our users. They, you know, now they stick with us until they're 30 years old, whereas when we only had internqueen.com, we would lose them at about 22 to 25. So let's talk about that. So you did, uh, the first book was All Work, No Pay, and that was really focused on the internship yep. portion of the college experience. Yep. And so now, yeah, and you know, I love following you on Instagram. I was telling you this earlier because you post some behind the scenes of you working and I, I see myself in a lot of the things that you do. I was just saying, talking about your list, but also uh, it's fun to see your book everywhere because you are, you're the one, and we'll talk about this in a moment, uh, that you're the one person out there that really speaks on behalf of the intern or the, or the college student that needs that experience, the work experience and that type of a thing, which is really interesting. But that first book covered that. Now you've got Got this new book coming out you said on April oh, 22nd. I have that too, don't you worry. <laughs> so Welcome to the Real World is coming out. Now what does this book go over that was different from um, that just the, the specific college experience book? Sure. So my first book, All Work, No Pay, is solely an internship book. It is everything and anything that a college student needs to know about how to get an internship and how to make the most of it. Uh, Welcome to the Real World is completely different. It's all about that next step. Welcome to the Real World is about how to deal with that first, second, or third job after college. Uh, When I graduated college and landed my first job, because I I did not start out as a young entrepreneur, um, so at my first corporate job, 
I was the most prepared candidate in the world. I had so many internships under my belt. I just, I was going to glide through that first job and I couldn't have been more wrong. <laughs> I made every mistake in the book. I mean, I was making mistakes left and right. I was a disaster personally and professionally. And I remember saying over and over, how come no one told me it was going to be like this? So Welcome to the Real World is the book that I wish that I had when I graduated and had that first job after college. So one of the things that you talk about in the book is working with personality types, which if you're a, a, col- a recent college grad or maybe you're in your 30s or you're an entrepreneur or you, whatever it is that you're doing, this is something that is tough. I mean, whether it's a client that you just are butting heads with or maybe it's a team member that you just don't. Um, I don't know how to jive with. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. what's, what's some of the advice that you give in the book as far as working with these different personality types? That's a great question. So yeah, there's a whole chapter in the book called Relationships and Schmoozing. And it was funny because mm-hmm. in the book Can- writing process, I said to myself, uh-oh, this chapter is like three times the size of the other chapters. But when it comes to networking and dealing with coworkers that you like or you don't like, there's so many rules to follow. I mean, my my rule of thumb is that you basically have to do what you need to do at the end of every day. You have to be able to look in the mirror at the end of the day and say, can I put my check in the box? Did I do everything I could. And you also have to realize that you can't control other people. So you be polite, you know, never stoop to the level of other coworkers. If other coworkers are gossiping about you, either confront them head on or ignore it altogether. And also, I think a lot of people deal with a first boss that's maybe a little bit more aggressive than they expected. And I think that can be tricky too. Um, One of the things that I did at my first job when I was just just at my wits end and I felt like I was walking on eggshells every day is I literally called my boss on a Saturday. She probably thought I was dying and I said, (laughs) I'm coming to see you. And she, I, I literally drove to her house in Pacific Palisades and I knocked on her door and I'm like, I'm here and I need to talk. And we sat down, we had coffee for an hour and I just told her that I was I I made it more personal. I told her that I was really having a hard time, that I wanted to work for her, I wanted to learn for her, and I knew we were butting heads, and I wanted to get her advice and ask what I could do differently. And I felt like it just gave it a more kind of intimate, personal feel, and she was able to step back from the day-to-day because we were not in that office environment and really give me advice as more of a mentor than a boss. Oh, that's a great advice. So getting more personable and also being more proactive about it. I feel like a lot of us, if we're having frustration, we'll sometimes sit back and put the blame on the other person and not do any of the work to actually fix the situation. Right. And so instead of, you know, gossiping on like the internal instant messenger at work or emailing negative things, you know, you always want to be careful about that because you never know how long they're going to stay on your work computer. You never know who's going to see that stuff. Instead of doing that kind of stuff, I think the employer's would really appreciate it if you, you know, emailed them and asked to sit down with them for five or 10 minutes when they're not busy, you know, recognize that they're busy and their time is valuable and, and tell them what's on your mind. Yeah, seriously, people never, ever email <laughs> things that are gossipy or negative or anything like that. I'm always surprised. And oh I feel goodness. like the women Someone will always find it. Well, women always. that are in their 40s and 50s and I don't 
I hate to generalize, but that seems to be the people that send me emails like that about other women. And I'm just like, why are you doing this? I could just forward this on. It's just the dumbest thing. So anyway, so going on to the next part before I go on a rant with that Uh is that you talk about embracing entrepreneurship. And this is something that uh, I want to hear more about on your side of the, uh, what what you mean by that. But it feels like, um, what's that, is it entrepreneurship or intrapreneurship? That's a big topic right now as far as- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like giving giving your your employees, giving your teammates more authority or more ownership over the tasks that they take on. So what do you mean by that? Sure. Well, you know, what I've I think that there's this um sort of misconception that if if I'm going to think like an entrepreneur, I have to quit my job and go run my own business. And although that was true for me, it's not necessarily true for everybody. Some people operate really well within a large company. And what I was noticing is that a lot of friends and colleagues and people that I really respected are very entrepreneurial, but work at some of the most corporate companies in America. So in the book, I actually talk about a friend of mine. His name is Jared. He works for uh, one of the really large banks. And what he noticed, was that all of the clients of the bank love to play tennis. And every year, the bank was going out of their way to invite their clients to the U.S. Open. And my friend Jared was a tennis professional. He was a tennis uh, fanatic. You know, that was what he was passionate about. And he thought to himself, how could I How could I build upon this experience for our clients? What could I do? So he basically created his own event. Um, it's called Approach. But within the bank, where the clients of the bank get to come out to this tennis event that he puts together. You know, he works for the bank and he has some of the most famous uh, tennis professionals come out and the clients actually get to play with the professionals for a day. So he's giving his clients or the bank's clients an unforgettable experience. So I think what Jared's done, you know, in that example is he's being an entrepreneur within a very traditional corporate company. And he's he's still doing his day-to-day job, but on the side at work, he's also running these tennis events called Approach. So I think that's a great example of someone who's really thinking outside of the box within a very corporate environment. Well, and that's a great reminder for us as employers to remember to give people that ownership because cool things could come out of it. Whereas I feel like in a lot of corporate environments, um, you know, the majority of them might hesitate in giving that type of, there's a lot of bureaucracy from what I hear. (laughs) I have never had a corporate job. That's a great point that you brought up. It is really important for, you know, I'm noticing as a business owner, as my team starts to grow a little bit more, I'm really noticing that my employees, they they do want to be creative. And they want to think, I call it thinking outside of their paycheck. You know, everybody has a job to do. But a lot of times people can contribute to most of the time they can contribute to areas outside of their paycheck, you know, things they're not paid to do. And I think they enjoy doing that. And if an employee is passionate enough about the company they're working for, they want to do it. So employers don't feel bad about going to different employees and asking them for things that aren't within their no- the normal realm of their responsibilities. Uh, sometimes they'll have some great opinions and really creative ideas to share. 
So then let's talk about this whole getting outside of your paycheck thing on a more literal mm-hmm. level, because a lot of women today in their 20s and 30s are taking jobs that they're being underpaid for, um, and they are maybe not utilizing the skills or their passion, and so they're creating these side hustles or their side businesses. Uh, so what advice would you give to these women who consider themselves as entrepreneurs but need to have that full-time gig to pay the bills, especially things like you know student loans and um, medical insurance? Do they tell their employer about it? What type of advice would you give to those young women? You know, it's hard and it really depends on the company that you're working for. You know, one of my employees has a blog that she runs on the side and I knew that because I saw it on her resume before I hired her. So as an employer, I was able to look at that going in and say, okay, is this someone who I feel like can dedicate, um, you know, uh, her mind and her brain power during the working hours to my business instead of her business. And with this specific individual, I decided, yes, I think that her entrepreneurial skills are are an asset. But that's not to say that I would have thought that about everybody. I think it's, um, you know, it's up to each individual and it's also up to each individual company. So, you know, it, it's really hard. You do sort of have to find a match. But I would say that just to be safe, if you're running your own business, and you're going to apply somewhere full time, if it's on your resume, be able to explain it to the employer and then quickly answer their concerns. Because I'll tell you right now, their concerns are, is this person going to be 100% loyal and dedicated to my business? Is this person going to take our clients and run off with them? Um, Sometimes you don't want to work for a company that's too similar to the business that you're running because there's, you know, there could be too much conflict there. So I would suggest that entrepreneurial women who aren't running their business full time go after companies that are similar in industry. So, you know, you're running a marketing business. Okay. You go work for a marketing company, but at the end of the day, you know, very different, uh, very different worlds. Well, you know, and it's funny, I know what employee you're talking about (laughs) as far as the blog goes. And the reason why I advertised on Intern Queen is because she had me as a contact through YFE and her business. And I mean, that would not have happened. I'm sure no one on your team, but because she's bringing that outside thing. So, yeah, I I love I love that perspective. Yeah, that's an example of someone going above and beyond and utilizing their personal contacts for the job. And as an employer, I mean, we we love her. And and that's what you want to see. You want to see your employees going above and beyond, tapping into their uh, personal networks because it shows that they believe in your brand. Yeah, definitely. And it was mutually beneficial. It wasn't anything weird. So it was definitely, it makes sense. So now uh, you credit film producer Marshall Herskovitz as uh, being someone who helped you get Intern Queen off the ground. You've, t- I mean, this is even in your bio on your website. <laughs> so how did he do that? What uh, what helped you move internqueen.com? Like you said, this is something that you just all of a sudden decided I have to get started. What was the push from him? It is such a bizarre story, to be honest. Um, So my first job out of college was at a creative artist agency, CAA, one of the biggest talent agencies in the world. I was there for two years. 
I loved my boss, but I was miserable. And I couldn't stop, like I called it entrepreneur syndrome earlier. You know, I think that all entrepreneurs get to a place, especially when they're working somewhere that's that's not their own business. They just get to a place where they have to leave and they have to go run their business. And I, I felt like I got to a point where it was like, this is going to happen. And I had no idea how it was gonna happen. I just knew it was going to happen. So I started telling everybody at the talent agency what I wanted to do and starting an internship site for college students isn't exactly the coolest thing to say you want to do <laughs> when you're at a company that like represents Jeremy Piven, you know? So uh, it, it was definitely tough, but I put it out there. And I really believe in putting yourself out there and telling people what you want to do. And literally, I got a call one day from Marshall Herskovitz, the famous movie producer. I did not know Marshall. We didn't have any mutual friends. He called. I was looking him up on IMDb. Um, I was shocked when he told me who he was, but it turns out that a random agent down the hall from me at CAA, who I'd never spoken to before, overheard my conversation about how I wanted to run this internship company and how I was calling myself the intern queen, and he told his client, Marshall, about it, because Marshall was looking to invest in college-related projects. So... Again, it's kind of a long, crazy story, but back in 2008, Marshall had a very successful web series called Quarter Life. It went to NBC to air, and it sort of bombed, and he needed a stalling mechanism. He needed someone that would hold uh, that would uh, hold his college audience's interest um, while he developed and funded other uh, television projects and other web projects. So that's where I came in. I was the stalling mechanism. But, you know, that was all I needed. Uh, Mark Marshall sort of gave me a chance. I went to work for his company, which was called Quarter Life at the time. It doesn't exist anymore. Um, I went to work for him uh, for... I think I went there in 2008, so for probably a little less than a year, he paid me salary. He didn't take a piece of my company or anything like that, but he paid me, you know, a little bit more than I was making at the talent agency. And I think um, him believing in me was sort of, I took it as a sign, you know, that, that I was on the right track. And once I started focusing on building my internship platform full time, I mean, that was it. So things ended up not working out with Marshall. He dropped Quarter Life and went on to make wonderful movies, and there was really no room for me there. But I had saved up $5,000 because of Marshall. And if you live anywhere near Los Angeles, you know that $5,000 is like two months of rent, maybe. <laughs> so it's not a lot. So I had $5,000 in my pocket, and I called my parents, and I said, I'm going to be the intern queen now. And they told me I was nuts and that I needed to go get a job. And I said, nope, I'm going to do this. And I, um, at the time, it was uh, quarterlife.com slash internqueen was the website. Um, and then quarterlife quarter life sort of disappeared. So I hired a web team or a web developer at the time who was not very good. Um, and <laughs> we launched uh, the first round of internqueen.com in September of 2009. Phew. That's the story. Okay, so that's an awesome story. I don't think I've ever heard that full story. So, yeah. now, I mean, out of all of that, someone on the chat, I think it was Renata, was saying that she loves you, you're very bold. Uh, so, do you think that the key to all of this, to all of this happening, was you just being upfront with people, like you said, telling them what what it is you want? I mean, what are the other things that really yeah. help? Because a, a part of it feels a little bit like luck, but I know that that's not, yeah. I'm sure there's a tremendous amount of work behind that luck. 
You know, I think it's a lot of things. Um, what I saw was that when I had my full-time job at the talent agency, I had bought the domain for internqueen.com, and I, it was really just the blogging platform at the time. And that was... I mean, people, blogging was popular at that time, not like it is now. Um, but every time I put a little bit of effort into Intern Queen, which would be, you know, at one o'clock in the morning or at 5.30 a.m. or whenever I had a little, you know, little bits and pieces of time, whenever I put a little bit of effort in, I saw such a huge return that I kept saying to myself, this would work. If I was putting all of my time and effort into this brand, this would work. And I, I just knew it. And um, I am, I think every entrepreneur has to be a little bit shameless and they have to be, you You have to plug yourself. And it's a little bit awkward at first, but I, I fought through it and I was in a very cool crowd, which made it tougher. CAA in Los Angeles is the cool place to work, which doesn't make it easy for someone who wants to start, again, an internship company that helps college kids. It, it's not the cool thing. So that was a little bit tough. Um, to tell people, even when I knew they were probably judging me a little bit. Um, but I just continued to put myself out there and tell people what I want to do. And I, I really believe that's the way to get things done. So now, just to wrap everything up into this nice little package, you um, you serve this millennial, young young person type of uh, a generation, like you said. Uh, the majority of them, it seems like, are women, and uh, definitely a much needed, underserved market. But like you said, there are some some dudes that hang out around internqueen.com, too. We do have some guys. Yep. <laughs> so what advice would you give to other entrepreneurs out there, maybe young female entrepreneurs that want to give back to that generation or serve that market? I know there's a number of life coaches coaches that are involved with teens, uh, what has made you still, I mean, as, as you're not, it's not like you're super old, you're very young still, uh, and uh, what makes you, keeps you relevant and keeps you in touch with this generation and that brings such high quality people over to your website? What would you credit that to? That's funny. You know, people say that to me. They're like, how are you going to be the intern queen forever? How are you going to know what's on their minds? And I really, I don't, I don't spend too much time thinking about the the um, the disconnect. I think that um, I I inspire the ones who want to be inspired. I think that students when they when they come see me speak or when they meet me in person, they're they're somewhere in them. You know, there's a little bit of ambition. And I think that when they meet me and when they see me telling them to go after their dreams, I just think it sort of clicks. And I'm not sure it's going to matter matter um, or be any different 10 years from now. I mean, to be honest, my audience is getting younger and younger as internships get younger and younger. I have 13 and 14-year-olds coming to my site now, which is oh crazy. Gosh. But, you know, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, like, high schoolers are attacking the world. <laughs> but um, That's awesome. I, I don't know that it matters. I feel like... Uh, you know, ambition finds inspiration or something like that. Um, but then, you know, personally, I think it's important to constantly challenge yourself as an entrepreneur. And part of the reason why this hashtag welcome to the real world initiative is so important to me is because it does continue to challenge me. I've been talking and on the road speaking at hundreds of colleges about internships since 2008. I could say all of my presentations to you while I'm sleeping, guaranteed. So it's really important that I challenge myself on a daily basis. So with this new book, Welcome to the Real World, which comes out April 22nd, and um, with my new website, laurenbergerinc.com, I'm able to talk about 
new content, content that I really haven't discussed before. And it's first, second and third job advice. It's entrepreneurship advice. And I do some fun fashion stuff as well. So it keeps me kind of motivated and challenged on the daily. I'm definitely inspired just by you as an entrepreneur and how you're able to uh, branch out. And it's not like this is completely irrelevant to the intern queen piece. You're like you said, you're just keeping that audience um, still keeping them around. So, Lauren, where can everyone find out more about yourself and and the book? too. Sure. So internqueen.com is the internship site. Laurenbergerinc.com is the new site for that 20 something. And you can get my book. You can pre-order it now anywhere. Whoa, I'll grab it. (laughs) Welcome to the real world. Check it out. I love it. All right, Lauren. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. And best of luck with everything with the book and the new website. Thank you. Bye. So you've been talking to uh, Lauren Berger. She's the author of Welcome to the Real World. It's coming out April 22nd. Make sure that you find it on Amazon. It's also in a Kindle version, which is super cool. Uh, Isn't she just awesome? I always feel inspired after I talk to her because like Renata said, she is. She's very bold. And I'm always inspired by women that know what they want and then go go after it, that are very clear on the direction. And uh, I think that's something that is a lot easier said than done. So anyway, you've been watching YFE Chat Live, the live show that happens every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Make sure that you sign up for our mailing list at yfe.me forward slash mailed it to stay in the loop with everything YFE. In a moment, Stacey's going to come back on and we're going to talk about Lauren for a few minutes. And uh, (laughs) if you're watching this later on YouTube or iTunes, make sure that you comment below with your thoughts. Otherwise, thank you so much for watching YFE Chat Live. This has been Jennifer Dono. Hope to see you back here next Thursday.